Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Sidebar with Cindy. On Kaya FM 95.9. FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. It is Monday, the 19th of August, 2019. And this evening, we're talking about, have you accepted yourself for who you are? So I'm chatting to Penny Lebiani, and we'll be talking about that on Sidebar Cindy tonight at 7. Medical issues, sex and family, finance, parenting and emotional development. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. Welcome to Sidebar Cindy with me, Cindy Sweef and Sale. If you've missed any of our shows, you can go to kayafm.co.za and listen to podcasts on FM Rewind. Before I take your calls on 86 959 I'd like to introduce a very special guest. We have Penny Libiani in studio, and we all know who Penny is. And this evening, we're talking about something that's, um, that's really important. And what we're asking is, have you accepted yourself for who you are? Self-acceptance is important. And there's a difference between self-esteem and self-acceptance. And we'll be talking about that tonight. And one of the things that Penny once said was that um, about her life, it was never a popularity contest and it won't start today. It's my life, my journey, my walk, my work, my truth. I don't need your approval of me. I ex- I've accepted myself. I accepted myself when you believed the lies about me. When I was marginalized, I mastered to stand alone. When I was rejected, I loved me. Very strong words from Penny. And um, I'm very happy to finally have her in studio. It's quite difficult to pin her down. She's a very busy woman. Um, but welcome to the show, Penny. Thank you so much, uh, Cindy. Thank you for having me. And uh, good evening to your listeners. Uh, and I'm I'm equally excited to to be here. You know, you're one of my favorite people in the world, yeah, in the you. whole wide world. <laughs> well, you look you you're one of my favorite people. I mean, I think whenever we meet up, we have so much to discuss and so much to laugh about. And one of the things that um, you know always comes up is is the issue of kids being a mommy. Penny mm. is a lot of work. It is. It is uh, a lot of work, especially if uh, you know you are. I think a woman like us who is informed, who wants to live an intentional life, uh, who knows what's good for your children, who wants to 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 learn from your past, or who don't want to repeat uh, you know mistakes maybe of your parents, who want to do better, who wants to raise uh, human beings who are going to be um, you know well balanced human beings who can contribute positively to the world. Mm-hmm. So you you can be hard on yourself. Um, you can try to want to master everything, um, and sometimes it's it's very difficult. Especially, I mean, my son is only fourteen, my daughter is ten. Uh, having some of the conversation and things that I thought how my children should be raised fifteen years ago uh, was very hard. Uh, you know because there. Were a few people who believed in the things that I believed in, who I could engage to. Other mothers, you know, who were older than uh, me, couldn't relate to what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But your mom has played a very big role in, 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 in helping you bring up your kids. Yeah, most definitely. She's been a very uh, strong support system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, she's my mother. She's a grandmother to them. Uh, so her ways are totally different from my ways. Abogoko, they spoil, yeah. Abogoko yeah. always spoil grandkids. They, always. That's their speciality. Yeah, they spoil grand, grandkids. But also, you know, in my mom's case, my mom never had a full-time job. So she was always, uh, you know, a, 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 a home mom. I could, you know, get back from school and she'd be there. Okay. So sometimes I don't, you know, we can't relate like me juggling my career and managing my kids yeah, you know from like how I deal with my nannies uh, to how you know my kids must just put their feet on the couch to you know so there's the certain things that you 
you're conscious about because uh, you know that you and her are not going to <laughs> agree. Yeah, yeah, it's like, how do you balance that relationship? Mm. But at the same time, you know, leave enough room for her to have a good relationship with her grandchildren, but also maintain your own relationship with mm. her. Yeah, that's important. And Penny, um, your upbringing, what is your upbringing like? Where were you born and how many kids are you? So at home, we are four. Um, and I am the, the first one. So I was born in, in Bushbuck Ridge, which is about 45 to an hour outside of Nelspreet. Mapulaning, um, uh, that's uh, where I was born. The hospital, the area is called Bushbuck Ridge. My parents are both from there. My one is from Castile, Zubulani. The other one is from Violet Bank. My grandmother settled in Majembeng. So it's like a, a big community there. So, uh, and I went to primary school up to standard uh, standard four there. Then I moved to Gatlow Home to do standard five. And then my parents had bought a house in Pinville in Soweto. Then I did my entire high school in Soweto at Tabajagula High School. And how was that move? Um, so obviously... And also when I lived in Bushbuck Ridge, I didn't live in one place. Like I lived with my aunt first, who was a teacher. Uh, so that's like three, four years. Then I lived with my grandmother, uh, you know, on my mother's side. And then I went and lived with my grandmother on my father's side. And I lived with my uncle uh, on my father's side. So I was plonked everywhere. So it was good because it, it, it helped me to adapt easily. So that's the, the good part. But the bad part is that I can detach as easily yeah. <laughs> as well. I'm very, I can be very nomadic. I'm constantly on the move and I think it has enabled me in terms of like the type of work that I do to, to relate to people quickly but also not to be too attached mm. but it can also be a challenge for me to like form real attachment because when I formed an attachment it's very difficult if it doesn't work out mm. whether it's friendships, relationships so it's that kind of stuff. And, and your outspokenness have you always been like this? I think I was, I've always been, my, my aunt who was a teacher, thank goodness, because, um, you know, she was there in, in my formative years and uh, when I started school. So she says from the get-go, I was that child who was very expressive. Actually, my grandfather, even better. My grandfather says, oh, I was those kids who used to read, they say my grandfather says I used to read billboards uh, when we're driving, see, you know, when I see lights, I would get excited. Um, and then they say I was a little bit of a performer when I was a child. Actually, I... I had to move to go live with my grandparents when I was like three, I think, turning four, uh, which led to me starting school early because, oh, I yeah, because yeah. my mom uh, had my brother who's, uh, um, you know, a year after me. Um, and uh, because I had, uh, they lived in a, uh, they were renting you know, in, 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 in deep kloof. They lived in someone's house and they used to sleep in the lounge and I woke up and broke their, the eggs that which were hidden under the sideboard <laughs> since we're in sidebar, <laughs> and then and then they said you and your child you uh, have to go you have to go and then apparently my grandfather and my grandmother was like hey, that child it's going to be a problem they'll poison the child bring her back to the village oh, you went back. <laughs> so I went Thank back goodness. to go live with my grandparents and then uh, and then my aunt who was a teacher they said I was bored at home and I was just always inquisitive and my aunt said just let me take her to school with mm. me and then. That's how I started school. Well, if you've just yeah. joined us, you're listening to Sidebar Cindy with me, Cindy Fancel, and I'm chatting to Penny Lebiane, radio personality, TV personality, mom of two, and um, very outspoken. I mean, Penny's very honest about the things that she's gone through and the challenge that she's gone through. And I think, Penny, the one thing that, that really um, you know, inspires me is that you are not afraid to tell your story. Yeah, because I got into broadcasting where uh, at the time when, you know, your story was told through journalists. And when was uh, this? When uh, did you get into broadcasting? I mean, let's, uh, let's, when did I get in? Let's say 1993, 94, um, you know, just pre democracy literally you know when the IBA issued the first community licenses first generation of young people coming straight out of uh, no broadcasting school no radio training no teachers qualifications 
they were plonked on community radio and I was that generation of young people. A lot of people who were established in radio didn't think we were going to go anywhere. Um, and then I was part of a community station that really was a precursor uh, to a lot of things, uh, especially when it comes to urban culture, uh, you know, young people. And then obviously after that, the emergence of the likes of Kai and YFM came. But we were those kids uh, that everyone was like, uh, you know, Benzine. so so that gave me a sense of, of confidence, especially because it was rooted in, in community conversations. So mm. I could speak to anyone. I was I was a 18 year old kid allowed to interview Huma Sekela, Mira Makeba, Yvonne Chaka Chaka, anybody. I mean, the likes of Gail Masondo, Victor Masondo, when you know Gail came into the country, coming to the US. So everybody, when they came, they were looking forward to talking to these young people from Soweto, and I was those young people. So that gave me a sense of I can do anything, uh, you know. And by the time I got to Metro FM at 22, uh, I was already like. You know, I had a sense of self, but also I was already consuming a lot of media. Like I listened to a lot of radio bop. I would call it a test, my test, Charles. Listen, when I came, when, when we moved to South Africa in '95, yeah, yeah. I used to listen to a lot of radio bop. Yes, it's, yeah. it's, it's it it was a great, it was a great, great radio yeah. station. Yeah, it was a great radio station. So I, and I listened to that. And I mean, when I was in high school, I entered Miss Soweto. I met the the, the radio bop team. Like Notember was the MC there. You know, uh, you know the likes of Tish Matez were there. Bendy Kobe, uh, Judge Magnosi. So when I got to see them after I've been mean, listening to them already you can imagine it's, it's magical know, right yeah it's meeting so Shadow Twala in my early radio Have days me. you know uh, meeting Zandi Lenzalo and telling her that you know I want you to you know help me I want to be like you and I'm on radio so already by the time I got to, to Metro FM and through my, my journey at Voice I was already like uh, a very confident young woman and very I think also intentional because of like how we were allowed to be free on, mm. on Voice of Certain. Bumi Dakile gave us like he, I could do anything. I could get into the marketing office, say this is what I want to do for marketing. I could call up people and say, okay, the station would like to give away this, this, you know, I could do PR work. I could read news. So I was kind of like I was an all-rounder, uh, you know, in media at the time. And in terms of, of, of your family, did did they want you to do, to do anything else? Did they ever want you to become, I don't know, a teacher, a doctor? Like, or they were like, Penny, do whatever you want as long as you're happy we're happy you know i always tell everyone that you know the only thing in hindsight when i'm able to um you know articulate how my parents were they just gave me a lot of love like they loved me they supported me and my siblings they 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 looked after us they didn't sit and say okay this is what uh, you know uh, get an education you're gonna because my parents are not academic they're not you know they 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 just ordinary South Africans like that. My dad used to work for a nail manufacturing company. So they didn't sit me down and they just said, does that make you happy? I remember when I quit uh, at Voice because I had sat in for three months, some guy... Some guy was fired, Pat Cash, I think. And then he was on suspension for three months. And I was hoping they were going to give me the slot. And then he came back. And then that's it. And then it was like, okay, go back to midnight and whatever. And I was like, after all the hard work that I put in, I'm quitting. And then my, you know, I went and, and did my uh, work as a receptionist mm-hmm. for like this company. Um, and then they called me back. And then I said to my dad, yeah, these radio people have called me, uh, you know. And my dad says, you're not... You love doing that. You were happy when you were doing it. So just give it a shot. If it makes you happy, go for it. And, you know, same with my mom. When I was entering beauty pageants, when I was in high school, my mom would come with me to the pageants. You know, my dad would come pick us up. My uncle who stayed with us, they would drive me to, you know, I could call my dad, you know, when I was at Voice at a club. When, you know, when you go to clubs and then guys are like, don't want to go home anymore. I'll just call my dad. And, and he'll come and pick you <laughs> up. And then they'll just pick me. They'll be not like, yeah, they, they, why? They don't, they don't make dads like no, that anymore. They were like, what are, there was no like, what are you doing here? Why do you end up here? And so that was a thing. So I felt a sense of 
being loved uh, and supported and and it was just a case of like just be whatever and I, I figured because my family I knew that my family couldn't pay for me to go to university mm-hmm. and all of that, that I had to do something uh, you know for myself uh, with my life so and, and, do you, and do you afford your kids the same freedom I, I try to and I mm-hmm. uh, you know I mean my son is 14 my, my daughter is, 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 is 10 so I try to encourage them to just be uh, and obviously they're only coming to terms like who their mother is and understanding that oh, so, so it's a, like, it's a yeah, realization it's a realization that it's yeah, okay. yeah and my do- my son is more like whatever and then my daughter's like yay like last <laughs> week last week I went with her to um, the launch of Palesamo Kubung's Mansu so she was just like it was her first fashion outing and I could see so when I saw showed her the picture of us being in the paper she's like oh my god I'm so happy you know how girls are yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was that yeah and 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 mommy heard was that something that you always wanted to do so um hmm, very interesting it was a mixed bag uh, I think if it was up to me and without the you know, you know, you know the pressure that the family gives you. In, in like, it's an age thing. Like it's an age thing. Yeah, you hit thirty. Yeah, you're gonna be twenty. You know, mm. I think I was twenty eight when I had my son. So what now? You know, uh, you're not relationships are not working out. You know, just have a child. Uh, and then also, my brother was born when I was fourteen, turning fifteen, mm. and I was very involved in his life. So I was really kind of like not crazy about the idea of being a mother. Um, but when my you changed a lot of nappies, I'm sure. I changed a lot of nappies, and then my brother had colic. Okay, oh, so he, he it was his birthday on the 16th the last week. He would cry all the time. He still cries because he annoys me, asks me for money, and of like course, <laughs> of course he must ask oh. you for money. Who must he ask for money? So he was like that, and so. I was not really crazy about it. But then, obviously, I was like, oh, my God, I better get married at 30, so I better be in my best behavior. All the friends I had had children. Some mm-hmm. were married. So I was like, okay, let's try this. Especially when you've had a relationship not working out. So you try to be like, you know, to fine-tune yourself. So I was aligning. So, and this guy was making me guilty that he has a child somewhere. And then, you know, do you, you, know, you, know, you, know, you don't have children with me. Who's going to marry you when you're like this? So I fell for that trap, and yeah, the rest is history. But well, you have two, you have two beautiful kids. <laughs> I have then. two amazing children, like two amazing children. And um, you still, I mean, you're still very active in terms of of. I saw that you, you know, you, you did the mummy's race. I, I co-opted someone. I said, I said to my cousins, if there's ever a day where there's the grade ones, grade twos, grade whatever mummy's race, I am not running that race you know so my cousins were ready for action when now you're busy running penny so i'm that mom at my kids school i show up i i attend the plays i ask questions i engage the principal uh, if there's a mommy's race i take part at some i think one of the years or two years i was a class mom <laughs> you know i've done all of all of those things because i i wanted to be part of those moments with them because uh, mm-hmm. i also understood that it's very important for those formative years for the support that they got also Part of it is like because I didn't grow up living living with my mom, mm. it I didn't want to. I mean, I was very adamant uh, that I'm gonna live with my kids. You know, I mean, as much as it's like I didn't sign up to be a single mom, but I was mm. like, I'm gonna do the best that I can. And I think because of that um, intentionality about it, I was a little bit hard on myself. I'd want to pick up the kids, drop the kids, and be just, part, basically, and do just be, basically do everything myself. Uh, you know, and then I think in the last maybe two. Three years now, I feel like okay, she's ten, he's about to be a teen. I think we're okay. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of like more relaxed than uh, I used to. to and what are the difficult conversations you've had with your son? I mean, uh, he's a teen. 
Like what what have you guys spoken about? Uh well, I guess maybe because of work, I'm kind of like very open. Mm-hmm. I think it's awkward for him for me to try to talk to him about sex, try to talk to him about girlfriends and and then I'm sure he gets shocked when I I'm like, "So you kissed a girl?" And then you have a girlfriend and I don't go, "You have a girlfriend." You know? And then he's just like, yeah, you know, and then he tells me, you know, you know, the girls, uh, you know, in, in our grade and the grade six, this. And then I'm like, oh, you boys, this is just bad. You know, don't be that kind of guy. You know what I mean? So we're getting there and I'm also not trying to rush. I think the hardest was when he had to get circumcised. Mm-hmm. I think it took us like two or three years because I didn't want to force the circumcision well, on him. Yeah, and that's, yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's good. So he, and also, he didn't yeah. understand why, why what he's, he's doing it and why he's doing yeah. it. And then yeah. I wanted him to say to me. I want to do it, mm. you know, and I'm ready for it. So, so we, we took years because my mom would be like, he has to get circumcised. And I'm like, yeah, but I need to talk to him about it. Yeah. Can you like, I'm all for yeah, that. Yeah. But, but before, and I, I mean, I did, I did hundreds of circumcisions Yeah, and I'd encourage people just to bring these signs. Let's just chop off the foreskin. Uh, but yeah. now, you know, after Twitter, after seeing what people say about circumcision, yeah. I now feel as if the boy must want, want to, to, to do, do it. it. Yeah. And, and unless it's, it's a cultural thing and he absolutely has to, yeah. he must want to do it. So that's, that was that. And also, also, you know, I didn't, I wasn't very much vested on the Shauna culture mm-hmm. and I didn't have a lot of like uh, direction from his mm-hmm. dad from that part. So I didn't want to impose, you know, so I was just like, okay, how should it work? Um, you know, because in my culture, you know, we second size and the boys go to the mountain and all of that. Even though my brother didn't go, uh, he went into hospital, the whole process and my mom, you know, so it was a bit of a difficulty and I didn't want to like, he must just do it because I'm saying he must do it. It was like, okay, do you want to do it? When do you want to do it? So the years. And then I, you know, obviously I'm very close to Yvonne and, and Dr. Minga. Yes. So then I'll be like, okay, Dr. Minga must talk to him about it. Mm. You know, get other men to talk to him about it. And then eventually he said, okay, mommy, I think I want to do it. So when that time came, it was just like, okay, here's the process. And then obviously the grandmother took over because I was just like, me and open wounds, no thanks. <laughs> no, that first, that first week is yeah, the worst week. the worst. And I was just like, oh, what is going to happen to my son? Okay, so we taking calls on 86 959 You can SMS us on 36959. The hashtags on social media are sidebar Cindy and the other hashtag is KFM Talk. Um, I'm chatting to Penny Libiane, a well-known radio presenter, um, radio personality, and we're talking about her life, self-acceptance, all the challenges that she's been through and just how she's she's overcome um, overcome them. So yeah, call us on 86 Um And Penny, the other thing I wanted to ask, so you know, your kids have a Shauna dad. Yeah. Um, so how much of their culture are they exposed to at the moment? Have they been to Zimbabwe? Have they met, have they met any relatives? from that side so my son has been I think um, when he was very small like at six months and then he went after the fact so we haven't really had a cordial relationship with his dad for like a while Um, it's a work in progress and then my daughter is the only one who hasn't uh, hasn't been but also um, I'm a believer that you know you know I'm my culture is my culture. It's my responsibility to advocate for it. Um, you know, he has to want that for his children. It's not my responsibility per se um, uh, to, to, to do that. You know, I tried to give that. I gave them Shauna names. Um, I think that I did well in that department. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, I think the rest, it's his responsibility. It's, it's really not mine because I'm Mupulana. They've been to Bushbuck Ridge, um, you know, and that's that. And I think now he's working on his relationship with, um, especially with my son, uh, because he's 14 and he needs him you know more than ever now so they will have to work that out because i i can't force it on anybody mm. yeah and it's important well, it's, it's very important impo- for kids to know yeah. their roots and and where they come from yeah and this evening i'm chatting to penile biane radio and media personality and we're talking about um, acceptance self-acceptance 
what have you accepted about yourself? You know, is it is it that people take advantage of you? Um, are you too kind? Um, you know, is it is it a body image thing? What have you accepted about yourself? So tell us on 86 Penny, coming back to you. Mm. Self-acceptance. Over the years, what have you accepted about yourself? Um, that my straightforwardness makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Um, so I had to... Because I was, I've always been frank and straightforward and truthful, um, and 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 um, I expect honesty from the next person. No matter, tell me the truth and let me deal with the punch now, rather than hide the information. Um, you know, and let me find out after the fact that that makes a lot of people uncomfortable, whether it's professionally or personally. Um, and that um, then at some point I kind of like cut my tongue off, sort of like not to. To just say, say anything, um, you know, and and then I and then I came to a place that then that's not good for me because it harms me. It you know it it's 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 my truth and I must you know live my experience. Like just like now when you're asking me about my relationship, my mm. son's relationship with her dad, I I don't see why I should make it look like it's not what it is because. My intention is that it shouldn't be like that and it should be corrected. And why should I lie about it so that the other, you know, the next person can be comfortable about it? Because in the long run, I know the importance of that person's role mm. and what they have to do. And then if, if I, if I abdicate you from your responsibility, I'm not helping you. Mm. I'm an enabler. Um, and then I don't want to be an enabler of bad behavior in whatever level. So that, but also I accepted that, you know, some don't, they cringe, but in, you might cringe now. But after you, it sinks in. You think about it. Uh, you know, I'd rather you, 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 you know me for that and accept me for that. And if not, I'm, I've accepted myself. That and, and do you keep grudges? I mean, people like you generally don't keep grudges. I mean, once something is out, it's out. And it's yeah, done. when it's, it's out, on the table. out, it's done. It's on the table. Um, um, yeah, but sometimes I struggle with people not taking responsibility for that. But um, it's not like if I met you, I'll be like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'll just be like, yeah, what's up? How you doing? I've moved on. Mm-hmm. You know, so I move on very quickly like that. And I've also accepted that, that I can be very too kind that people take advantage of me uh, because I can just watch and carry on like uh, your bad behavior is I'm condoning it uh, you know but I've learned now that I can't do that for long because mm-hmm. then people just ride on that so and then I I say no it's not happening and it's like whoa mm. you know so that's that yeah and you've been very honest as well about your journey with um, your mental health I think I mean you, you, you spoke about depression you know way, be, way well way before I did mm. and in your in, in in your industry, yeah, coming actually, out with such a story, actually, that's really what got me to be like that because I feel like me getting I got depressed because of me holding myself back and not speaking my truth like that mm. because I was trying to make people feel comfortable and accommodate them and I was I was um, ashamed and I was you know afraid of like being rejected and all of that stuff uh, but then when I realized that once I own my truth nobody can use it against me you know it's my if it's if it's it's a skeleton it's in my closet once I pull it out you can't at, you, 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 oh, you, you're not so. T- oh, you, you, you can't threaten me with it. You can't say, "Ooh, I got a little skeleton for you." I'll be like, "No, everything, everything anybody knows about me is because I've told you." Mm. Yeah, you know, if I haven't told you, so no one can hold. Yeah, something nobody can over hold you. something over me, and I don't like people. I don't like to hold anything over anyone. That's why I'd rather say it, and I don't like anybody to hold anything um, over me. Uh, but obviously, um, 
I probably articulate it better now because I'm older. Yeah. Maybe when I was younger, it sounded like I'm just being temperamental and mm. uh, and I'm just throwing things out. But it's because it's 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 not good for my system and it doesn't take me anywhere. It's not good for me and you to relate at that level if we're going to be dealing with each other like that. I'm very sensitive. That's the other thing. Mm. It's like, and I am intentional and I, I take things to heart like that. And, and your family, how did they deal with your depression? Do they understand what is happening? No, my family, shame. They just gave me a lot of support and loved me and, and they didn't really understand what it entails and all of that. You know, sometimes when I'm like stressed and I'm under a lot of pressure work-wise, my mom will say, are you taking your medication? <laughs> and now you must remember, I never really went on real medication because when I first uh, was admitted um, after I gave birth to my son, which was like four days after I gave birth, um, I refused to get on any uh, chronic, only medication because I didn't want it to, to, to be a chronic thing, you know, medication. I wanted, I opted for the talk therapy. Yeah. I opted for exercise. I opted for eating. But obviously, um, you know, when I was giving birth, like to my daughter, they were looking out for like uh, the signs. The signs, and then they were like, okay, yeah. children, they're like, okay, let's give you something to to help you cope at that time. Yeah. So I was better prepared, obviously, with my daughter. But then with my with my son, it was very traumatic and scary for everyone. And then so when I'm stressing and, 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 and hectic with my schedule. My mom would be like, oh, oh, are you taking your medication? I'm thinking, you know, I don't take any medication per se. <laughs> I just have to manage my time better and manage my stress level better. Um, but, you know, take my homeopath stuff better, exercise, eat well, you know, calm myself down and journal and do all those things. <laughs> so I always go in and she'll be like, I'm not, I'm not on medication. Oh, no, mom's, oh, mom's a special <laughs> friend. <laughs> mom's a special. <laughs> okay, yeah. so taking calls on 86 0059. We have Kelly um, calling us and Kelly, yeah, Kelly would like to chat to you. Good evening, Kelly, and welcome to Sidepod, Cindy. Good evening. Thank you guys for having me. I'm listening to the conversation and it, it, it really, I, I think for the p- past couple of months for me, I've been struggling with some self-acceptance of a couple of things. But um, recently I just did some very critical introspection and it made me realize that um, it's very important that we, we, we accept whatever it is that people don't like about us. Because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, um, it's it's important that you remain resolute in who you are because um, you need to sleep at night. Yes. So people always say to me, for me, my biggest one of my biggest weaknesses is that um, I'm not confrontational, mm. and so if if maybe I'm experiencing something or somebody has made me feel a certain way about something, um, I'm. I will, I will speak to them or they'll realize that um, whatever it is that they put me through um, wasn't really great. But I don't, like, face it with, with anger. Like, I'm, I'm a very calm person and I just let things go. And people always say to me, but, like, why don't you confront? Why don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't, you, yeah. why don't you let them know how you feel? Because if you don't let them know how you feel, Oh, we lost her. Okay, we'll try and get Kelly back. But I, I totally understand what she's saying. Cause yes. So people like Kelly, and I'm one of them, right? Mm. I used to be one of them. You'll go and complain 
to everyone else but except the person, the person that you're meant to be complaining yes, to, yeah. right? So that person is can, carrying on with their life. They have no but, idea what to upata but yeah. you're busy telling, you know, you're telling Penny, you're telling Abraham, yeah. confront her. Tell them. So I also used to, to do uh, something like that. Um, I guess... Um, before Twitter, <laughs> now I can just like blast. But uh, I mean, if it's direct, I also just like you know walk around. Uh, or if somebody says something hateful to, to me, I would go, my God, play the whole conversation in my head, <laughs> find what I said wrong to make them say that thing, or you know do whatever. And I'd sit in my head; it'll stew. And I realize actually, and you make and the story it, it just grows, grows and, and grows, grows and grows. Yeah. So then I just came to a place where I'm like, you know what? Actually, I'm not gonna make everybody happy i'm not money not everybody's gonna like me oh that's it i've moved on mm. like that's it yeah and do you think it's an age-related thing do you think don't you wish you'd had this wisdom in your 20s um i wish i did but i don't think i would have the the um understanding that i have about emotions uh like i do now because i would have just been like oh well anyway blase you know um so in hindsight it's a little bit of i think you need both you mm-hmm. need to know that you need to to confront when it's necessary i remember there's a friend of mine who used to say you just have to confront people penny and you you're so outspoken and you can't confront people i'd be like yeah what are they gonna think of me what are they you know and then eventually um i think if i was like that in my 20s i would have saved, saved myself a lot of headache heartache and headache so you went to Bali with your with your girl. <laughs> this Bali trip. Everyone's going to Bali. I, I I'm definitely going to Bali please one go. of these days. Yeah, please go. Did you go on the swing? The swing of was course. broken by the South Africans. Guys, there's fifty thousand swings in Bali. Oh, is it? There's just no way the swing in Bali can be broken by South Africans. I we know that we've got African trademarks. Uh, you know, we, uh, no, you've got we, African. <laughs> we really occupy things, but um, we did not break the uh, the swing in Bali. So my cousin Makateng. Uh, she works at ETV. She was turning 40. And she made us save for a whole year. I actually was almost left behind, guys, for this Bali trip because I hadn't paid fully for my trip. So oh, maybe. I had to pay like eight grand into this trip. Like, so we're the annoying one in the WhatsApp group that is not responding to messages and all mm, that stuff. Most probably, I think. And fun. then, um, but it, it worked out because I got to fly on a different airline. <laughs> all by myself. Went via Dubai while the girls went via Hong Kong. <laughs> but you got there on time. So I was not popular with the girls. Oh, they arrived early and then they waited for me. I I had to wait at the airport layover long but all by myself, which was good. And then I finally caught up with the girls and I left uh, also a day early. But it was nice. It was really great. We yeah, had and, and I must tell you, I mean, I love I love going onto social media and seeing all these things that... Black women are doing for themselves whether it's buying cars whether it's traveling or having fabulous parties it warms my heart so much Cindy like that stuff is just so amazing like happy black black women are like my thing yeah Yeah, I'm like yes especially the cars the cars the big red ribbons I'm like yeah you know, I try and retweet as many of okay, those I, as I, I can. I won't, I won't do the big red ribbon. Though, no, no, no. I'm yeah. going to drive. When I get a brand new car, I'm driving around with my ribbon. Okay, Cindy, you're special. Yeah, I am yeah, definitely I'm going definitely to do it. definitely not doing that. But yeah, so that makes me happy. So even seeing your trip to Bali and so on, I was like, wow, women are doing amazing things for themselves. And and yeah, it was great. I'm sure you enjoyed it. We had so much fun. It was and you so, bonded. We and bonded. It was so, um, you know, fulfilling to the soul. We connected. We're like now a group of girls who just want to do a lot of things 
things together. And, you know, kudos to my cousin. Because uh, and then a lot of people will be like, oh, Penny, nice. You had a nice happy birthday. I'm like, yeah, sure I did. <laughs> because, you know, my birthday is on Christmas. So nobody is ever yeah, around no for my birthday. Christmas so I was babies. like, definitely. I'm taking in all these compliments about the birthday. You guys are special <laughs> on the day that you're born because you're the Christmas babies, front page of the newspaper. How many babies are born on Christmas Day? Then after you that. see, this is the thing I tell everyone. I was on the front page you, when you, I was born. Yes, you are special on the day that you're born. And after that, we forget about your birthdays. Yeah, even my, my, my dad say, calls me, says to me, like, maybe what three o'clock hey nana happy birthday oh my oh my mom's like oh my, my brother oh it's your birthday so it's getting there but i've decided um now that my kids are older i'm no longer spending my birthday with the family so every year you're gonna do something different definitely i'll be like in bali some i want to sit like by a fireplace with a hot somebody and a hot chocolate <laughs> or a chardonnay of some sort i'm an adult now i can do that you can so speaking of hot somebodies been dating so dating, not, you know, mommy of two, single parent of two, and now you're getting back into the dating scene. How, how difficult was it? Gosh, that was a nightmare, guys. It was like terrible. It was like the trauma of just like you trying to like get to know somebody. And I think um, just I carried a lot of angst about it, like trying to, you know, are you, who are you here to meet? Are you here to meet Penny the girl? you've you know read heard about on mm. radio there's, you always, know, that, there's right? always that and then there's just the fact that here i am mother of two you really thinking that somebody's gonna date you for genuine reasons you know all of that so you have to go through all of that but at the same time the fear of like when is the right time to start dating you know what are the, you know all the things that you looked for you thought you 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 had a, you have in your relationships and they they didn't work out you throw everything away and you start afresh with new uh, you know concepts of like what are your expectations what are you know what i mean and you slowly build on that but but i realize that it's not about the external stuff you have to come to a place of like you know self-acceptance loving yourself uh, and not placing your worth on somebody you know, kind of like coming into your life to, to rescue you or be with you. Uh, because, you know, enjoy your own company, identify the things that you like uh, by yourself and, and work on that. So it became an inside out job. Um, and also to give yourself permission to say, okay, um, I don't know, I'm not looking for anything, you know, um, if I just want to, you know, comp- a company, I get into that and I've come in, you know, and to just remove a lot of things, to just say, because someone is asking you out, just you know not just say yes to everyone or say okay if this one's not asking me out you know this is the one that i so I go through all of those things and then finally get to a place where like i if it works it works if it doesn't doesn't work you know and introducing and, and introducing um dates to your children um what do you think about that now i'm not very big on that like literally okay. doing a formal introduction no I mean, yeah, I've got male friends who I hang out with. And then if I'm, you know, dating, there's no, I haven't like, okay, guys, this is the guy. Okay. I know I haven't gotten to, to that yet. I okay. just haven't gotten the courage to, uh, to master it. I think my brother was also a big problem. My brother lived with me for a while. Okay. So, so he was very protective. So he would be like, uh, this guy, honestly, why is he here? <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm like, how oh, how is this going to work? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, anyway, he's kind of weird. So I was already like judged before I could get to the kids. Oh, no, <laughs> it's dangerous. Okay, so taking calls on 86 on Sidebar Cindy on KFM. We have Kelly back on the line. Um, Kelly, sorry, we missed, yeah, we, we dropped you earlier on, but you're back online now. Great, thank you so oh, much. Oh, that sounds guys. much better. <laughs> okay, great. So, um, so... 
yeah, so basically just the fact that I'm I'm not confrontational and what what has made it very apparent to me that I'm not confrontational is the fact that I've actually, I've actually lost or somewhat lost my job because I lacked confrontation. Um, you know, when, when you get um, people approaching you for different things and generally I'm a person who just hopes that things like will, will blow off mm. and I wouldn't confront, you know, a person who either tries to, you know, just do funny stuff in the workplace, you know, and I just, I just, let it go and I'm just like you know what the universe will deal with it yeah, um, I can't handle one. confrontation because um, I can't sleep at night if I've confronted somebody mm. I feel like it releases you know very bad energy mm. you know and that's why I keep you know calm and I'm very much you know in control of how I respond to situations you know and I don't take other people's influence where they're like confront the situation you're too soft you're too this and I'm like at the end of the day it makes me sleep at night I'm very peaceful with myself because I refuse to be confrontational. I rather choose, you know, to keep my peace and so forth, you know. And because of that, you know, at some point I lost the job because I didn't confront somebody, I didn't confront a situation. But like I was very much, you know, at peace and I've given myself permission to say, mm-hmm. Kelly, this is how you are. This is who you are. Do not allow anybody else to mess you know, with, with your peace, do not let anybody else dictate to you how you should deal with situations. And that for me has really helped me, you know, to to navigate through a lot of things and just how people treat me and so forth. Mm. And really, I'm, I'm completely at peace. I would not change it one bit. I would not replay a possible scene that I could have acted out, you know, confronting somebody. No, mm, mm-hmm. I would I would never replay like, how I could have handled something differently. Okay. I'm always at peace with, with how it is wow. and who I am. Well, thank you so much for that, Kelly. And I think the important thing that you've said is that you're at peace with how things yeah. are. And that really is what counts. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It might not, not, not everyone will react to situations the way you've reacted to it, but you're at peace yeah. and that really is the most important part. Yeah, I love how she says, like, you know, I sleep better at night mm. because that's a very powerful thing, like to be able to sleep because people put their head on the pillow, but they don't sleep and that's really powerful. And I'm still chatting to Penny Lebiani, media personality, about self-acceptance and all the lessons that she's learned, um, you know, and, and grown from, you know, so far in her life. Well, Penny was born in Pushback Ridge. She's the firstborn of four, so she was deputy Jesus, deputy parent. Yeah, definitely. I I'm still am, um, but I'm trying to like... Uh, Abscond that responsibility. You, you, yeah, you're deputy parent, and you. And how old? How old is the last born? Um, he turned twenty seven, twenty eight this weekend. I think. Yeah, on on Friday he was turning sixteen. No. Well, he was born on the sixteenth of August. Yes, that's troublesome one. Uh, he's special. He's not troublesome. He's, <laughs> he's my little special brother. And so you, so you're back on radio now. Yes, I wake up at uh, four in the morning for my love of radio, my official first boyfriend. Um, I'm back with him. Um, so we spend time on Massive Metro in the morning, six to nine. And I know you've always loved radio. That's, that that's really is your first love. Yeah, Anela says that's the man I should have married. <laughs> I should marry. I don't know. You also, you also had a stint on, on TV for a while. I still do TV. Yeah. So, um, you know, I... I, I've always actually done both mediums. So when mm. I got to, to Metro, I got my first SABC 
one TV show, Elegance. So I was doing doing double at the, at the same time. And at some point I was also writing uh, for, for City Press. So I'm currently working with Moja Love. I do Gugi Tila uh, on Moja Love 157. It broadcasts every Thursdays at half past nine. Um, this one is about property rights, you know, mm. um, and uh, I'm learning so much about the challenges around human settlement in the country. Mm. Um, last year I, I did a show, um, you know, to support the No Excuse Paper Pult. It was called Let's Talk About Pult. It was more about the, the rights of children, how the court system works, the children's court maintenance, uh, maintenance so on, uh, yeah. access very, to children. Very important issues um, you know, in South Africa. Uh, and it was also very, um, what is that word? Cath- cath- cathartic. Cathartic for me uh, because as a single mom, those are some of the things that I was dealing with or had to deal with. Um, and then I, had, I, was, I was sort of more empathetic because I was sharing from also my own experience but also you know the trauma that comes with it for both the mother the children so because I work with SEDEC I you know things like we need to have psychologists those yes. are some of the things that I, I speak to so we had we would have psychologists or life coaches on the show yeah because something um, must happen after the show and I always say you yeah. know reality TV is one thing but after the cameras have stopped rolling, rolling what, what What do you offer yeah. you know what, what support do you offer to the people that have chosen to share their stories and open up their hearts and so on so that is really yeah. good of you to have um, SEDEC um, you know on board so we had a couple of, no I'm saying because I work with SEDEC so yes, I always yeah. advocated that we need to have psychologists mm-hmm. so they would have a psychologist or a therapist or someone who's a life coach because also to just um, you know explain the trauma around that uh, what happens to the parents what happens to the children how we can you know circumvent some of that or how people can you know heal or help themselves heal um, after the experience I mean the one thing the one thing I'll say I mean having grown up in a single parent home is that money issues you it, it, you don't realize how how messed up you are you until you you know you're you're grown up you're married or you know relationship with your own kids and your relationship with money starts your your cracked relationship with money starts surfacing and it's only because of all the things that you went through as a child you know and your mom said angina mali she meant i have zero zero Mm. in you know Mm. in the account yeah and 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 i think that's what i spoke about what i was talking about because of the work that i've i've been doing my my whole life being in media you know when you you you've been you are informed about what the best way to handle things is and then you find yourself in a situation where your life is not going like that that's the stuff that gets one sick uh, you know literally because you just like but I don't understand why this person doesn't understand that doesn't understand that this is hard work because I don't want my children to be in a situation you know what I mean so you're constantly now trying to 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 fix and protect and and cover uh, because you know that the long term effect of that could be what it could be and I subscribe to prevention is better than and cure. cure yeah and at the schools that your kids go to Penny how do you so so this, these schools like having grandparents day <laughs> granny's day yes. daddy's day you know how do you how do you work around that. <gasps> Oh I, 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 none, I don't do any of that stuff, right? I think it, Granny's Day. Yeah. I got Marina's mom to, to do it once. And yeah. Then I, I was like, I'm not doing this again. This is just too painful. Why should they impose this on us? Yeah. You know? it's, it, you, you get reminded that you are a, a single parent. I think schools are like churches. They're the most dis- they're the most prejudiced, discriminatory places. They can just send you an invoice and call you misses. And you're like, I paid for my school fees and I'm a miss. <laughs> You know, um, and uh, so Daddy's Day. So there's been moments, you know, when you're not in good talking terms. My brother, 
must just show up <laughs> you know must be there if not and then it's I've had amazing mums who are around me like if my daughter is there by herself and one of the dads who are friends with her you know could do that and then you know um, I, you know one of my most memorable ones was this Christmas party thing um, I remember I think it had been a really difficult year and then they had this Christmas carol thing and they're performing and they sang this song by Donnie McClarkin and um Oh my god, I forgot I forgot her name. The song's called The Prayer. I just remember crying. <laughs> like in tears, like, oh my god, you know when the kids are singing there and then the mothers are there, the dads, and then you're just like there all by yourself and your children Aww. and you just weep and then you're like, Okay, well next year will be much better <laughs> and then you you know, next year maybe my mom will come home, you know. But you over the years and then you, you just become stronger, you know. Oh, you have no uh, choice. Like, you have to go to the the, the one who's in the higher grade to go change and then you must run across to the other one and change and make out, you know? And then you're like, oh, okay, I managed better this year. And the older they get, then they, the, the idea that, okay, it's just mom. And then eventually, you know, you, you, you get the hang of it. And so how do you keep fit, Penny? I mean, you've got a, a lovely body. I love your bum. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you have a very really nice so body. So that's the other thing that I had to accept about myself. Yeah. I, hadn't, I hadn't accepted my bum when I was younger. I think I used to be teased a lot about my bum when I was growing up. Yes. By girls or boys? Um, everybody. Like in the village, I would walk. The, they literally called me Dunuza. Yes. Um, that's, that's one. And then I think early days in the industry, <laughs> bless his heart, Fetcher is amongst the people who used to tease me about my bum and I had a complex about it. Actually, in my teens and high school into like maybe my mid early twenties, I just used to wear like a lot of like base stuff. I would wear mm. overalls and boots, long dresses to and my time to cover my bum. I've only come to some place in the last five four years i literally had to do affirmations like i have a great body my bum is great and, and, and <laughs> I, like i had to talk to my body to get to that and and the thing the thing is so so if you if you have big hips and you have a big bum right mm. and you have and you have you have big thighs yeah you can go on a weight loss plan yeah you'll lose weight everywhere else, else yeah. except there so i also had to come to a place of like the world over people are putting on bums uh, you know, they're doing all sorts of things, you know, um, is, it, is it clinching or cinching their waist, cinching, cinching yeah. their waist to, 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 appre- to, to want to have a particular shape. And I was like, oh, my God, I've always had the shape. Get a longer mirror. Look at yourself. Stand up straight. Uh, you know, and I, you know, I started like talking uh, to myself about it and, and dressing to actually accentuate it and show it. So more than like, you know, I would wear a lot of A-line skirts. Now I wear tight body hugging dresses. Show it. Uh, you it's know, yours. It's, it's mine. It's anywhere. not going anywhere. <laughs> and and I've never been happier. Mm, no, yeah. well, you look. You're looking at. You're looking Thank happy. You're you. glowing, and you've got a very nice body. Thank I, you. I thought I should say that. Thank I, you. I, I said when you, you always in. say. I know. When you, oh, I always go say. Always say. <laughs> you always say going. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. So the, what is what what does the future hold? What are, what are your plans? over the next two years or so? So I think uh, uh, for me, because, you know, uh, you know, my kids really uh, took center stage in my life for the last 10 years, um, you know, um, and I it was just balancing being there for them, uh, keeping a career, uh, you know, where I'm, I'm just ending, I can be able to afford what I need and to, to afford them. and to support them and do them. And, and I wasn't being as, as ag- aggressive and pushing and investing a lot of money into myself to building my career as much as the media has been changing. You know, um, I came from an era where I didn't need to pay a PR person to, to, to put me out there. And I've always managed myself like, uh, you know, uh, and now it's like a case of like, I need to invest back 
back into that and, and get you things have to be and have to be intentional yeah. about it and to say because also I wasn't going to invest and know that I'm not available to do certain things now I, I'm, I'm intentional about it yeah my son's going to high school next yeah. year and I'm, I'm, I feel like they, my eagles are ready to, to soar and fly oh. so I, I, I'm, I'm back at it uh, I've been building my, my television career slowly um, and I'm not giving up on it um, you know radio same thing um, you know but I I, I I also have come to realize in my 20s I used to be that kid who let out all my dreams and things I want to do and now I don't I just keep everything in the pipeline and it's like boom you know when it happens it, it happens and it drops and I and I also but I'm I'm, I'm advocating for like a, a lot of things um, you know equal pay in the media industry equal opportunity for women um, you know st- stunting stunting for children in, in the country so I'm doing yeah, projects yeah. like that I work with I'm working with that very important conversation uh, that I'm you know that I'm, that I'm part of um, you know maternal health um, as well I'm also getting involved in organizations that are doing stuff around I've done a lot of work on girl children yeah. uh, my my son is 14 I'm going to doing a lot of work on, on raising um, you know ups, ups, upstanding man you know so I'm doing a lot of stuff around uh, boy, you know boy children uh, as well and just having a lot of fun traveling um, you know, a lot, uh, spending time, um, you know, with, with people who have time for me, you know, time is my love, love, love language, you know, communication is my love language, um, you know, gifts and things like that. Are you hinting, uh, like, so, if you're not interested? I think they're listening. <laughs> I'm they just making, just know. they you're must just know, um, you know, I want to travel and I want to, you know, do more projects outside of, of South Africa. Slowly, I've done a few things. I mean, I did like some UN talk in, in Kenya. So I want to be doing more of that and growing slowly with this digital space of, of mm. radio. It's different um, now. It's, very, it's different now. Um, and I think uh, also I'm doing a lot of, uh, you know, direct mentoring uh, with, you know, with young women and young men. So just using my experience to 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 share from my experience mm. and my learning, uh, you know, to, to, other, to other young people that they being to to others what 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 someone wasn't to me uh, that's the kind of thing you know you know that's that's the kind of thing that I'm I'm, I'm doing so I'm I'm excited well it's great stuff Penny thank you yeah. so much for being being here um as you said time is your love language and I appreciate the fact that you were able to take time out to be on Sidebar Cindy and to share your story so so openly and so honestly I mean this is something we've grown we've grown to expect of you and yeah a, a, accept you as you are you're you're a hard talker you you know cash talk. No beating about the bush, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, I, 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 I thank you so much. I thank you for for inviting me, and I, I appreciate it. And not just talking to me on air, but talking to me in you know off air because I talk to you like that. And I think you know people like me and you, uh, you know, if we want a better world, uh, I think we've come to learn, you know, with last year with all these depression and everything that if we're not living truthfully, we it hurts us in yeah, in the long does. run. Uh, you know, it, it hurts us in the long run. Thank you so much, Penny. That was Penny Libiani. And yeah, we had a fantastic show. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the podcast. I'll be listening to it again. And in closing, wanting to be someone else is a waste of the person you are. And that is what Marilyn Monroe said. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. On Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.